137 PM is proud to launch a new three-part podcast series, Cannabis State of the Union. I'm Rama Mayo, cannabis industry expert and co-founder of Hall of Flowers and Green Street. Cannabis State of the Union is a deep dive into the past, present, and future of the cannabis industry. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your podcast and thank you for being part of the 137 PM community. This week, we speak to Goner Prod, um, one of my favorite up-and-coming producers in New York City, about the drill sound, the current sound in New York City, and also what he and his um, collaborators are doing, where they're taking like indie songs, indie rock, and making it drill. So tune in, check it out, read the article, listen to some of the stuff. Let's go. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. So before we get going, man, you know, you're one of my uh, personal favorite new producers that I've come across, right? Um, I haven't known about you for too long, but I see the I see the potential. I know where you're about to go, so... It's exciting times, man. But for everyone listening and watching, like, do a quick, like, like literally 30-second intro to who you are, man. Like, not too deep, because we're about to go deep, but just, like, real quick. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I'm Goner Prod, or, or Nick, just Nick, either either one. That's how I tend to, like, introduce myself to people. Um, I've been producing, I've been on Ableton since, like, 2017, so... Not not too long. I wasn't like born with a MIDI controller in my hand or something like that. Kind of jealous of the people who figured that out quick. But um, you know, I'm also I also run a little recording studio in New York called Signal Room, and uh, I produce and engineer. And uh, yeah, it's 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 going all right right now. I'm I'm really excited about the music I'm making. So you use Ableton? Yeah. Have you toyed around with anything else or you just got on it and that's it? Yeah, I, I started, um, I mean, I like kind of know, how, I like know how to use Pro Tools and stuff for recording vocals, but I like Ableton better just because I feel like I can move way faster in it. And I don't know, I just, I just like a lot of the stock effects in Ableton for vocals, especially. And then in terms of like making beats, like I played with Logic a little bit when I was like 18, 19, like back in like 2015, 16, but I, I never really liked Logic that much and then kind of like gave up on making beats for like a year or two. And then when I downloaded Ableton, everything sort of changed for me. Ableton just sort of made sense to me. Um, if it, it feels like a video game, you know, and it just became like my favorite game to play, which was, you know, how how good can I make the beats in this program? And then FL Studio is awesome. Just like everyone I know uses Ableton. I feel like Ableton is almost like a New York thing because... Everyone in Atlanta seems to use FL Studio. And same with like a lot of people in LA. Like a lot of people in LA seem to use Logic. This might be like just something that I've noticed and not actually applicable to the real world. But I do know that FL Studio is a big thing in Atlanta and Ableton is a big thing out here. Most people I work with out here use Ableton too. So that just just helped me stick to it. Yeah, no, I've seen firsthand the Fruity Loop thing in Atlanta. That's real. Yeah. And it sounds awesome. Like FL beats sound really cool. And I wish I was better at it, but I just never really took the time with FL. 
you sponsored by uh you sponsored by mate or what i wish if you could if someone could help me figure that out that'd be great <laughs> i would love some free herbs man <laughs> hell yeah well yo man um talk to us about like with you being a native new yorker talk to us about like the current scene or like the current under like what's bubbling up you know yeah i think it's like really a truly like exciting time to be in new york making making music um because i feel like you know the way that like the zeitgeist in hip-hop seems to work is it moves from city to city like a few years ago, we saw Atlanta have like another huge burst in, I don't know, just popular music like the Migos blew up and Young Thug blew up and Future blew up and all these people blew up who are amazing. And like me personally, Southside is like my number one influence for making beats. So I love that music. And then it seemed to go maybe over to South Florida and then, you know, with like X and Ski Mask and then kind of like memphis a little bit and now and then i think after that it went to new york for when when pop blew up and then everybody sort of looked at new york as just like new york drill that's the only sound coming out of new york and it's great because pop smoke like you know revived a scene basically but now we're almost two years post welcome to the party so new york music has changed a lot in that time um so right now i think the most exciting acts coming out of new york is without question surf gang like surf gang's making music that is unlike anybody's really heard before and for me it was the most exciting it was the most excited i've ever been to work on something like as a fan of their music and as someone who like works with them a lot it it's it was easily the most like inspired and excited i've been in a really long time and who's all who's all a part of that um well the first person i met from surf gang was bobane if you heard of bobane his music's crazy i had just dm'd him and he came and worked at my home studio back when my studio was in in my house and he brought mo beretta who's also like an incredible talent um so we had worked together a little bit and then polo had posted that he needed a, a mix on something and that was how we met i just responded and he liked the mixes so from artist perspective, I'm pretty sure it's Polo, Bobane, Casper, if you heard, yeah, and uh, Baby Sosa, and um, oh, now I'm blanking because there's so now that it's an interview. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. So um, cool. it, it's a lot of people. You should you should check you should check all of them out. You could just go on their SoundCloud and and, and find all of them. Hell yeah. No, I, I feel that it's hard to like, I don't know. It's like so natural that it's hard to like just list everything because there's so much going on. Um, well, yo, you're you're cool with Gavin, right? Tara yeah. Gavin? Yeah, yeah, cool guy. How far do you guys go back? Not that far. Well, we met like for the first time, like I think like a year ago. And we just had a bunch of mutuals. Like he used to work at Off Record. And I knew a bunch of people who worked out of, or worked out of there a lot. And then eventually he just came to my house and we made beats and we just like stayed in touch because I think we just have like a, a mutual respect for each other's beats and stuff like that. And we have some collabs. Most of our communication though has been online and stuff like over Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, he's out in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when he came back to New York, we did meet up and make some beats and, and I think they're pretty good. 
Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, that's my guy. So shout out to terror Gav for everyone listening. He's dope. He's out in LA, but I saw you guys knew each other and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so good dude. So talking more about polo, I want to talk about the snow patrol song off, uh, punk goes drill. Yeah. I think that when more DJs hear it, they're going to play it at festivals. Right. So yeah. I want to know, is that what you felt after you made it or what, where was your head at? Um, okay. So yeah, I think that would be cool. Like to have that, that should play right before someone goes on the main stage at like Gov ball this fall or something. Cause that song is very triumphant and very like, I don't know. I think it makes sense for the festival setting. A lot of those songs. Um, I didn't think, I did not think about that when I made it. Like I don't really go to festivals and like, you know, that's, that's not really like the scene in which I experience live music most often, but that would be great. When we made it, I was, we, I was sitting right here. We actually didn't make that one in the studio. Um, we were just putting together Punk Goes Drill. And then I was like, wait, I have an idea. And we were just like joking around and I played that song Chasing Cars. And he was like, oh my God, like, we were just like laughing. Like, this is jokes. Like you, you should just make a beat out of it. Made a beat out of it in like 10 minutes. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get on this right now. I recorded him like he was like holding the mic and everything, like sitting in this chair over there. We mix, I mixed it in like five minutes or something. And then the whole song maybe took like from the no beat to finished beat and mixed song. It was maybe like 30 to 35 minutes. And we were like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then one day he just texted me like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this on the album too, because, because I think it's good. And now it's the song that I think we both like the best off that album. So yeah. love that song. That's a cool story, man. Because see, a lot of people don't understand that when you're making music and when you're really in the heat of it, it doesn't have to take a long time, you know? Yeah. It does. Yeah. It doesn't have to, it's cool if it does. Like I just watched that, uh, diary of a song that Boney Bear did where it's like that yeah. one song that took them like five years and they recorded it in like all these different places. And like, that's a really cool way to make music too, you know, with that type of care and attention and stuff like that. But with Punko's Drill, I think the spirit of it was that it was like thrown together in this really like, um, like kind of like a bold way, you know, the samples are sort of just taken in this way. That's like, I don't know. It's like brash and obnoxious and that's, that's kind of what makes it fun and charming. Um, yeah. So I think when it comes to like throwing the song together quickly, it's all about the intention. Like, is this song going to sound cooler if we throw it together quickly? You, you can't do it all that often, you know, but, but with that song, I feel like it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And you're watching the uh, diary of a song with my guy, uh, Joe over at New York times, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, I thought that, that, that Boney Bear video was really, really beautiful and really thoughtful. But yeah. it's like the opposite of the way that I make music right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for everyone listening, you got to go check that out. Um, yeah, I was just talking to Joe about you. Oh, no way. Yeah. No, he, he he's messing with the project, bro. Um, and uh, that same song is the one that my producer, Richie South, sampled for Playboy Cardi. You hear that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it. But it was, it's on Whole Lot of Red or something. Yeah, it's the last song. Go check it out, man. Oh, I didn't catch the IMI sample. Wow. 
that's cool yeah they put together something nice to end the project so yeah check that out but um my last question man last two questions what's your favorite beat that you've made so far that people could check out like on spotify or wherever Mm. um damn that's a great question i got a okay i got a song with um that's just on my soundcloud like you know very low-key release it's not on spotify or anything but it's a song it's a me casper and moveretta it's called blush that's a beat that i made like right when quarantine started and i gave it to them like pretty much right after i met them and i just really love the way that song and that beat turned out it felt you know it felt like i would i was with that beat i was doing like i finally gotten the sound that i wanted for myself you know like i try to think of making beats as like I'm saying things at the beat that I would never say out loud, you know, like <laughs> I'm communicating things that like, I'm like nervous or scared to say verbally, but I'll say them in the beats because, because it's a safe place, you know? And then when I, I feel like when I approach it that way, it like feels way more honest and genuine. Like people can sort of detect that whether it's conscious or unconscious, they can sort of feel like a, sense of honesty in your music even if it's just instrumental so with that beat i felt like it was the first time i'd really done it you know like it was very special to me like right when i finished making it and then giving it to them was special to me too because i had liked their music before i'd ever met them so i would say check that one out that one's that one's good where should they go to check it out just on my soundcloud (laughs) like just go to look up Goner Prod on SoundCloud and it's the song Blush and it's got like a weird emoticon for the profile picture. It, it, it's a good song. Okay. So that's like, all right, yeah. We'll we'll link to that in the article or something so people could easily find it, man. And then uh, what's your last question? What's your like dream sample? Like what song would you want to sample? And get it cleared. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I can get any song cleared? Yeah. Oh my God, I haven't thought about that. Oh, that's a great question. Um, give, me, give me a sec. Cause, yeah. Because no I want this to be good. <laughs> um, I think if I could get... It could be an artist, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of an artist. Like, if I could basically get any, like, Pink Floyd song cleared, I, I, I think, you know, a bunch of stuff off of Animals. Like, I, the song Dogs by Pink Floyd, I've, it's like a 13-minute song. I've heard, like, seven songs I can make out of that one song. But something tells me that, like, Roger Waters is not going to be cool with, like, the drill remix of of animals you know like <laughs> he seems petty i'm gonna be honest <laughs> oh, man. also right, like well, perhaps anti-hip-hop we'll see man you'd be surprised let's go knock on his door and figure it out i'd love to all right hell yeah well yo thanks for your time bro yeah sure thanks for talking to me Thanks for tuning in. Anyone who has any questions, want to get connected to the producer that we interviewed today, anything at all, my Instagram is MikeBoyJR, or you could go straight to 1.37 p.m.
This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.